This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science in life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Osin June. Welcome everyone to the Inspiration Science Podcast today with an amazing guest speaker. I'm so excited to welcome Carol Register. She is an international multi-business owner, a podcaster and motivational speaker, a global investor, consultant, and she also helps people to strategize their business. She is certified master when it comes to neuro coach, um, which is a combination of the principles in productivity and in wealth. So um, Carol is really expert when it comes to the whole business side of things, but also going a little layers deeper when it comes to identity, the personal growth, and then from there to grow further. So thank you so much, Carol, for being here. Um, before I welcome you here on stage, I just want to say um, in terms of the context, I met Carol in New York, actually, in a media mastermind, which was back in May 2022. And I think one of the things I really love loved or that I felt was the deepness in things as well as some things we learn in the media um, that can leverage that. And today's topic is really about how things can be a whole as one. And I think that a lot of things in life, um, we can combine this whole, the life, the business, the investing side of things, or using your voice, knowing that identity can evolve. So yeah, I can't wait to have you here. So thank you so much, Carol. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Um, I just enjoyed our meeting in New York so much. And um, I love following everything that you're doing and how your business and your brand are exploding and the impact that you're having on people's lives right now. So I'm very honored to be here. Thank you so much. And in terms of like your whole journey, you know, like you do multiple things and you pour in your gifts in multiple ways to the world. Like what has specifically made you to, you know, like become a neuro coach? Like what was the turning point like to step into this? Uh, um, you know, I found myself widowed overseas, um, alone in a foreign country. It happened right away. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't speak the language. I uh, had never been an entrepreneur. My husband was an entrepreneur. And so I was kind of handed entrepreneurship on a silver platter. Um, we bought a boutique hotel. It was high season. There was a staff of 20. We were sold out um, immediately after his memorial. And it was like, ready, set, go, you mm -hmm. know, lead the ship, make make things work. And um, so it, it was quite a steep learning curve. And along the way, as I stayed with it, I started to develop my own vision, rather than the vision of everybody else around me. And that's when I noticed that I was continually getting stuck. And I was standing in my own way. And I was like, frustrated, right? And experiencing overwhelm, I experienced deep burnout, was just pushing, 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 ended up in bed for five days, not a good situation. And 
um, that's when I discovered a podcast. So I love podcasts about neuroscience and neurocoaching. And I jumped in with both feet because I found out that we can actually reprogram our brains. We can remove the limitations, the limiting beliefs, and we can wire in our success. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And in terms of like the neuroscience, could you tell us a little bit more what that is for the people who don't know that and how impactful that can be? Yes. Yeah, very much so. So this neuroscience is the whole entire nervous system. It's not just the brain, but quite often when we hear it, we only hear it aligned with it being the brain. Um, the, the beautiful thing about the brain being part of the nerve, the whole nervous system mm -hmm. is that when we lean into studying neuroscience and applying it, we're affecting the whole body. And I'm really speaking about this more and more lately, because um, as you and I were just talking about before we got on, we mm -hmm. are integrated beings. And so it's important to know that because so many of us maybe aren't in our thoughts all the time, maybe we're more in our emotions. Some of us are more analytical, more in our thinking zone. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to neuro coaching, use, I use a simple neuroscience-based process that works with removing limiting beliefs. And those limiting beliefs are thoughts and emotions together. When we have thoughts and emotions combined together, they circulate and they form beliefs. They form neural networks. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> from our beliefs, we make decisions, we take actions, and we get our results. Mm -hmm. So with neuroscience, it's really about your whole body. You know, there's a, also a heart brain and a gut brain. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to know that because I've had people say to me, oh, you know, I, I really want to do the work in the emotional area. Well, neuroscience includes the emotional area. Um, it's interesting, too, because our thoughts fire within microseconds before our emotions. So an emotion always starts with a thought, but they're so close together, it's indistinguishable to us. And so we can go around operating based on faulty feelings and faulty thoughts that fire before it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we're taking our decisions and actions and getting our results from that. So I love helping people know that there's a simple process that we can use to rewire, reprogram our brains and we're doing that all the time anyway, to some degree. Um, but we're going around making up to 97% of our daily decisions from what's in our subconscious. So it's really about digging deep and wiring in what we want in there rather than what we're operating by that can be faulty. Wow, that's so powerful. This really is. And I also love that you mentioned our second and third brain because we think of the logical brain that we have up there. But it's actually crazy because 
the heart like the heart intelligence and how that yeah. how the heart knows things like it's yeah. it's pretty insane and then we have like the gut the gut health which I discovered you know after having multiple skin issues myself like other traumas and things like how much that adds to the lifestyle and healing things as well and, you know, when it comes to reprogramming our thoughts, let's say, you know, many people, they believe they're not good enough, or we recognize other like limitations they put on themselves. Uh, what was one of the limitations your past self dealt with? And how did you change that, like in a practical sense with your methods? Yeah, thank you for asking that. Um what we teach inside of my program is that our limiting beliefs go back to three roots. And we've actually done a podcast on this. Um, those three roots being, am I loved or lovable? Mm -hmm. Am I worthy? Mm -hmm. And am I safe? And under the am I worthy, it's am I enough? Am I deserving? Am I valuable? And, you know, under this am I safe? It's, uh, are things secure for me? Um, can I be certain? And so when you break down your limiting beliefs, you can see where they go. And by far the largest one of those roots that comes up is the, am I enough? Am I worthy? Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> somewhere along the way, we lose our ability to know that we're valuable. And there's a lot of reasons for that, mm -hmm. really good and legitimate reasons. Um, but, you know, one of the examples that I like to use that I learned from who I was certified through is we don't look at a baby in a crib, um, you know, a friend's baby, a relative's baby, our own child. When that baby arrives and is sitting there in the crib, you know, we don't look at that baby and go, ah, you're not valuable. You're not doing anything yet. Mm -hmm. And that really goes to identity, right? Mm -hmm. We can know that that baby is valuable. It's precious. It's, you know, warm and fuzzy. We, most of us love babies, <laughs> not all of us, but, and it's important to know though, that we arrive valuable. Mm -hmm. It's our value is by our birth, not by our behavior. And along the way, we start to operate by performance-based acceptance. If I'm doing enough, I will be accepted. I will be approved of, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we've got this harsh critic that gets built into our own brains of judgment on ourselves and not really knowing who we truly are. And so that was mine. Definitely mine. I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable enough. I can't handle the numbers. I'm not good at math. Um, you know, all of the things that were going on for me in running a thriving business mm -hmm. and just stepping off the platform into that. Um, but I'd been a high level gymnastics judge and clinician for years and an independent contractor. And so it was like, whew, here you go, take care of everything, be the leader. And, um, 
really, that's where I was stepping into being stuck. It was the underlying belief that I was making my decisions from and having actions taken and receiving results that I'm not enough. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and so open about this. I really, you know, like after some of my experiences in business or whether it's in a private, you know, having better relationship with friends or romantic partners, I really realized like the more self-worth is like, you're going to make more money. You're going to have better partners and you're going to attract, you know, like you're going to attract more of this abundance as well. However, um, I see in a lot of women, they lack the confidence um, on the outside as well and uh, women like on the superficial wear from appearance oh I don't feel beautiful enough I don't feel you know good enough and you know smart or whatever it is I don't feel confident charging people more like for yourself yeah. like how where do you think that this comes from because as a baby they just be it's just their existence yeah. They're full. That's complete. And then as we grow up, there might be things that people throw at us. This is what I call like all the shoulds, these expectations, yeah. the labels, sometimes our own parents. And then when we go to school and our career, we see more of things now with social media. And then our self-worth goes down. Like, like where do you think does the root come from? And do you think that baby usually have the full self-worthiness? Like, Yes. You know, I love the question. It, it's such a good question because what a lot of us don't realize is that over 90% of our limiting beliefs come from our childhoods. It's not your fault. And in fact, new research shows that that comfort zone that includes our limiting beliefs, our subconscious identity is developed by the age of seven. And so we're absorbing as little ones. We're just constantly taking in everything around us. And what happens is often in our family environments, in our cultural environments, in with media, with all of the things that we're exposed to, we're like little sponges and we're hearing other people's limiting beliefs. Um, we have a built-in negativity bias where if you give us 10 pieces of information, we'll look at nine of them through a negative lens. It starts early. And then as you grow up and you want to step out, you want to live those dreams and that freedom that you arrived on this planet with, um, you begin to see the stuck and the stopping. And, you know, some of us hear that harsh inner critic in our head that says, mm, nope, can't go there, you know, and however it shows up for your brain is really important. That's where I go deep in the work in my program, because we're learning to listen to what's in us. And those limiting beliefs are lies that we've absorbed. And we get to go back to the truth about who we really are, how valuable and wonderful and amazing we are, and get grounded in that, that we're loved and lovable, that we're safe. And while, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, you can stand grounded in the certainty that you have 
the control that you have to dream, to make decisions for yourself and receive the results through that process. So it's important to know that because it helps get rid of that coulda, shoulda, woulda, because it's not your fault. This is the way your brain is wired. This is the way it absorbs. And then you're going along with all these thoughts that aren't serving you. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that we can train our brains. We, we think about training our bodies all the time. We know that if we don't train our bodies, they're going to decay. They're mm-hmm. going to get weaker. And yet we often don't have this awareness that we can also train our brains to serve us, to work for us, to create the reality that we want to create. And just to lean in a little deeper, it's important to know that you are creating your reality. I'm sitting here Um, at a desk, in a chair, in a room, because of decisions and actions that I've taken. Somebody made this chair I'm in, it was a thought. Mm -hmm. And then they uh, drew it up and designed it. And then it went to be produced. And then it went to a store where I purchased it. It all starts with going back to the thoughts and emotions that form our beliefs and knowing our true identity. And I take you through a whole process mm-hmm. to help you to know who you truly are. Wow, that's so beautiful. And that's incredibly deep because, you know, like there is one thing, there is like the superficial way of saying, you know, your past is your past, just focus on the better future. However, I always have this thought that comes up that says, you know, to create something meaningful, sometimes we have to understand where we come from, what's the history that's also in, you know, in the economics on the macro level in the world, what's going around, what is happening, but also as a human being, where things come from, the childhood or even deeper things, spirituality. Um, So in terms of like the whole neuroscience in your journey, do you think like when you work with people is like digging back into their past, into their childhood, into those things, something you would say is necessary for the future they're creating or would you say it's okay for people who don't want to dig deep to just you know kind of go along and focus on what can be done like what's your view of you well it's interesting I'm not a therapist but in therapy they're recognizing now that you don't have to go back to painful memories and in many cases it's not the best thing to do. So when we're talking about working with our limiting beliefs, those thoughts and emotions that have formed our beliefs, um, it's really where you're empowered. And the important thing is not necessarily to go back to the memory, but to understand what is in your subconscious in terms of thoughts and memory. So as an example, maybe I was raped as a child, but the thought that I received from that is that I'm not lovable. And, um, the emotion is, you know, I really don't feel good about myself. And so when you know that part, then you can go through a really simple clear process to change that. 
And here's the exciting part about that. It's, it's something that I speak into a lot. There's a lot of myths out there about 21 days. And we hear that when we think about setting a new habit or a new intention along the way to our dreams, right? And what happens at 21 days is you are building a, a new neural highway, You've, but the old neural highway still exists. And so what I'm talking about in the work that I'm doing is taking you beyond that 21 day mark where we call this synaptic pruning in science, that old network dies off and is removed. So it's about eliminating those limiting beliefs, erasing them, neutralizing them and erasing them. And it goes beyond 21 days. And so what happens as an example is maybe as a New Year's resolution, you say, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. And you set a new habit, you follow through with it. Three weeks have gone by, you're at that 21 day mark, you're feeling really good about yourself, you've dropped, you know, the 10 pounds. And in week four and five, it all falls apart. You don't know why. It's because your brain is designed to protect this beautiful, sophisticated, automated system we have. Your brain is designed to keep you safe, not successful. So what happens is the brain sees safety as whatever is familiar to you. So the old habit is what the brain sees as familiar. And it's giving you neurotransmitters, um, neurochemicals to take you back to what it sees as safe. It's working to take you back to your old habit. And once you know how the brain works, there are ways that you can train your brain to stay over here in the good habit and cause this one to get weak and shaky and die off. So. Oh, I lost your sound. know what happened. Huh. I can't hear. I don't know why. <laughs> don't hear at all. There it came back. It, it must came have back? just been a glitch. Yeah. All right. Oh, I don't know what happened. I'm gonna cut this part out so it's gonna be okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So the the thing I wanted to ask in terms of like, you know, when people say I want to lose weight, I want to get back in shape. You know, you see like in January, many people hit their gyms and things. And then in February, it gets again back empty. And because, you know, I think that's the next point, the identity. People don't dig deeper or anchor things mm -hmm. deeper. Um, yeah. And also they don't understand how the brain, the subconscious works really. So like, what would you say or what perspective would you share with those people who multiple times failed whenever they said they're going to hit the gym? Um, they just cannot sustain that as a lifestyle. Yeah, there, there's some really practical tips that you can take when, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> I'm overcoming a cold. No worries. 
<clears throat> hey, okay. Time. I can cut this all out. So it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. There are some really practical tips that you can take when you're building any type of a new habit. Um, mm-hmm. Because our brains give us resistance. And the reason they're giving us resistance is because the brain's job is to protect whatever is in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize this often. I use the this example that under normal circumstances, you can sit down and tie your shoes while having a conversation with somebody because Mm -hmm. it's automated for you. You don't sit down to tie your shoes and think every single time, oh, I've got to pick up this string. I've got to pick up this string. I have to cross one over, tuck one under. We don't do that. It's an automated habit that we have built in. And so That's the important part with habits is you've got this system that is actually working against you having a new habit and they're, it's the brain's doing its job, right? Mm -hmm. But you can break things down in small ways, the smaller, the better. And, you know, it does go back to identity. The identity is a foundation. When you're grounded in who you are and how valuable you are, when you go through the process to learn to trust yourself by keeping your commitments to yourself, you're really laying down that foundation of knowing what your confidence is. And then in terms of habits, breaking it down very small and just, you know, putting your workout clothes by the door at night. Maybe that's what you do for the first few days. Then you add taking the workout clothes out to the car. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you add actually getting in and driving to the gym. You do it step by step and you build on it. And when you do it that way, mm-hmm. rather than the brain flooding you with neurochemicals to saying, ah, I don't recognize this, this is not familiar to me, then your brain doesn't go into that red zone. And it's like, okay, we just are putting our workout clothes on the floor, ready to go. I can handle that. Mm-hmm. That feels safe to me. Um, So that's one of the reasons that small changes actually bring big results. That's great. That's, that's really great. You know, I think the small things really compounds. I think I had this amazing metaphor that I read um, in a book and which was, you know, as a pilot, if you change the destination, the direction to one degree, you're not landing in New York, you're going to be in a whole different continent. Like that's like the power of the compounds when it goes over time as well. And I think many people, they're just too aggressive. They like, I want to be, you know, like that fitness model from one day to the other. I'm going to go strict diet and things. And I definitely know that because I'm very ambitious lady and I'm like, oh, I just commit and do this. And then I realized it was not sustainable. And the same thing in business results, you know, to set this and then maintain that as well. 
And I also know that, you know, self-love, it comes from many people's in different forms, like how it's shown in relationship, but also it's how it's shown for us. One of the ways I have for self-love is to accomplish my goals. Of course, there's mm-hmm. like taking care, but it's like um, staying in integrity. Um, yeah. And as for yourself, what are some of the practices or things, um, the way you show yourself self-love um, these days? Oh, you know, that's such a beautiful question because many people don't realize that I have a combination, a rare combination of diseases. The diseases in and of themselves, autoimmune conditions aren't rare, but the combination of them is such that the only specialists that I am currently aware of exist in the UK and Sweden, I think. And I live in North and South America. So one of the ways I show myself self-love is with my thinking about my health. I am healthy. Mm -hmm. I am healed. And I get to walk in that. And I get to take care of myself. Because when I do, I can live a vibrant positive, happy lifestyle. And I, there's power in the way we think, but we don't realize that the brain is doing its job to give us these negative messages that got wired in, in our childhoods. And there is, again, I want to go back to the fact that it's a simple process to change this. Now, one of the things I do share with my own program and speak into, it's it's important to know that you can do the work on your own. You can go read and study. Mm-hmm. Um, the process I use is a proprietary process, but it's going to take you forever. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you, when something can be simple, but not necessarily easy, and it's not easy to go in like you addressed and do the deep work. We get impatient and we want that, you know, model figure now, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And when you have a very clear process with a mentor and a guide and with a community to support you, you as a coach know how powerful that is. You know, that's something that brings its own energy with it that really accelerates how far we can go and how quickly we can get there. And when you think about limiting beliefs coming from your childhood, over 90% of them, Mm -hmm. if you take, you know, six months of your time to learn a process that's going to be sustainable for life, I use these tools that I teach every single day, Um, then you're going to have quick wins. You're going to get those rewards that your brain desires, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to be temporary. They're going to be sustainable and they're going to, you're going to have the tools available that you need for the long-term ongoing success. And that's so important because a lot of times we'll go out and get motivated. Like I can go give a speech and get you excited, but when it comes down to it, you'll walk away and lose what you've gained. Whereas if you have the tools to rewire your brain, then your success is sustainable and ongoing. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you so much for sharing that. It already gives us so much insight into this as well and like really taking things deeper and, you know, reprogramming this subconscious um, as well. And for everyone just wanting to learn more about this, um, that they can contact you as well on this. Uh, One thing I would be though curious about is when it comes to the identity, the discovery of our identity, like, do you think it is like a one way off that we, you know, like, I found my identity or do you feel that's a constant thing because I feel like I change my identity a lot like at the core I kind of know okay this is who I am no matter in 10 years 20 years there's a core that always remains in me the spiritual grip however like career-wise starting as a copywriter digital marketer brand consultant business you know like tv channels um, yeah. con- coaching you know it constantly evolves and I feel like many people they're attached they marry the title they marry oh I'm now <laughs> stuck with that thing for the next few years that's my identity um yeah. so you know what's your view on this like when it comes to the evolution of the identity shifts um it it's a, such a great question again because we do get to expand and grow and evolve as you said and so some of the foundational things with identity are, do you know how you define success? Do you know what your values are, what your core values are? Do you know what your strengths and superpowers are? Um, These are things that people often don't take the time to define for themselves. I certainly didn't. I thought I knew, but I didn't really dig deep to say, what matters to me? If I matter, then what matters to me? And knowing that you matter, knowing that you're limitless, that you're unleashed and unstoppable, knowing that you have power available to you. um, We don't often recognize our power or lean into it. So laying a foundation helps like you were addressing, build confidence in ourselves because we have integrity, because we keep our commitments and our confidence grows and we're grounded in who we are in the foundation. And from that, we expand and grow. And, you know, I think there's a book by a woman named Carol Dweck that was about being in a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And, we're really meant to grow. We are creators. That's who we are. And we create our reality all the time Mm -hmm. with the way we believe. And so being open to growth, being willing to be in the discomfort of growth, because remember your brain's always wanting to take you back to the familiar. So knowing who you are and then expanding from that place is such a beautiful and powerful thing. You can be whoever you want to be. You can grow and do, you know, all of the dreams that you have Mm -hmm. that are in your heart. They're there for a reason. Go for it. Commit. Playful out. Um, Don't hold back. Don't play small. And that is coming from this beautiful grounded place that allows you that expansion. 
Beautiful. That's wonderful that, you know, the, the way you put it um, as well. And I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for sharing your story and the things I think many, many people, they struggle with that part to ground themselves into their identity, to allow them to evolve. And as you mentioned, the growth mindset, which is being open to things. So many people that are closed down, it could be the ego, it could be anything else. Um, instead of being open to learn, being open to receive the wisdom from others as well. Um, yeah. Is there a specific life life quote or a motto that you daily live by? Um, oh, so many things. For me, I was a, I was a chief perfectionist. And <clears throat> changing that to be able to be an excellence, um, mm -hmm. but being able to do it messy. That's a big one for me. Done is better than perfect because again, a lot of times it's that ego that's telling us that whatever experiences we've had in the past are going to continue to be who we are in the future. And that part of identity is not true. You get to know how valuable you are. You get to know that you matter and what's in your heart is there for a reason. And you are gifting yourself and humanity, the whole world, when you lean into that. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's really important. Thank you so much for sharing. And yeah, you know, like to wrap this whole podcast up, I have like one last question to you. It's a bit of a philosophical. Um, and, you know, in life, it says there is not our parents. It's not our friends or people that we have to make proud. But there's two person. It's our six year old self and it's our 60 years old self. At this point in life, what would you say with the six year old you know, Carol tell you and what would the, you know, much older, you know, version, like looking back when you're, you know, before dying, like looking back, what would she tell you to you? Um, yeah, I, I, this is some of the work we actually do in my program. So I love this question. Uh, it's Carol, the six-year-old Carol would say to me, um, you know, I am not always safe. I am, uh, I'm in trouble a lot. Um, I'm not getting it right. Mm -hmm. And she began to develop that identity. I began to develop that identity. And, um, and I'm not, I have the most fabulous parents in the world, but you know, the generational patterns that we carry and, the limiting beliefs that we carry were in operation and we're trained from a young age to constantly seek external validation rather than to know our value and trust ourselves as little children. Mm -hmm. And so uh, coming up to 60 and wow, if only you'd known how incredible you were and yeah, it's okay. Every part of your journey has been valuable. Every part, the the scary parts, the parts where I was abused, the parts where, um, you know, I was abandoned. Um, all those parts mm -hmm. have value now, and that is a choice I I've made to 
see it that way, to wire that into my brain. And that keeps me from living in the past. It keeps me from living as a victim. And it enables me and, you know, all of us to lean into our power. So thank you so much. That's so great. And, you know, like for all the things you mentioned, I think one of the things that goes through my mind is the power of choice you know, how we can flip that because I realized like talking to so many bright people, high energy and very loving people, um, people who share a lot of wisdom and I feel they have got a lot to give. They are often the most wounded person in a sense of their experiences, uh, some of the very dark contrasting things. However, they always choose to make it beautiful. So, you know, thanks for daily showing up and for sharing that because that's going to help so many women as well to change change the perspective on things and as you know um, with that whole podcast how can people best connect with you and how could people potentially work with you um I I love that about you know the way the work you do empowering women who have uh, and your story is so amazing and powerful um I have a podcast called with my business partner, Alex Leanne Carter, called Unleashed and Unstoppable Podcast. And it's on Apple, Google, Spotify. And I have a program called the Diamond Transformation Program. Reach me on Instagram right now at NeuroCoach Carol. And it's N E U R O, Neuro, like neuroscience neuro coach carol and um i would love to talk with you about what's possible for you uh the results that my clients have had which are incredible and right now i'm doing a master class series as well on how to heal your money stories and so yeah i would love to connect with you and enable you to live in your power Beautiful. Thank you so much, Carol. I'm going to put all the links below. So for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in. Um, let us know what were your main key takeaways of this podcast episodes, tag us in the story to reshare it. And also give Carol a follow, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, like, there's just like one thing I want to share. It's like a lot of people, they're very shy as well. They're holding a lot of back. So for those who feel like, you know, like you have something bigger, you have a bigger vision, a high calling, but you feel quite stuck and not sure, reach out to Carol, have a conversation, reprogram your mind um, and go for it. You know, it's all possible. Some Sometimes the thing is with the funny mindset, I really realized that people who need mindset and those neuro coaching and things the most are often the ones who believe that they don't need it. Like that's the irony of it. But yes. I, but I, and you know, they think when it's money, like, you know, I teach you how to make money. They're like, yes, I'm in for that. However, yeah. it's about, hey, I'm going to teach you leadership. I'm going to teach you how to reprogram mm -hmm. your mind. They're like, ah, is I don't need it. I'm just going to you know, tune into my podcast and into YouTube as well. So mm -hmm. I would say with our conversation, it's great because the awareness is here. However, to fully change and fully implement, it's always easier to have a guide to someone who's done it and to make it pragmatic mm -hmm. as well. So yeah. for that sake, please reach out. And thank you so much, Carol, for, you know, your time sharing all of the wisdom with us today. Thanks for having me. 
Okay, beautiful souls, thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Osinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.